I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. Hey, Being at Work listeners, you know that the purpose of this show is to highlight leaders in the midst of challenge. And right now, we're in the midst of an unparalleled challenge as we lead through the COVID-19 crisis. So on today's show, we're highlighting the uncertainty of the specific leadership challenge and offering some thoughts and encouragement on how to best lead right now. I'm joined by my good friend and partner, Scott Nicholson. Scott is the co-owner of HRD Advisory Group and the founder CEO of KO Business Solutions, a workforce management firm. And like all business owners right now, Scott is in the midst of a challenge like none other he's faced in his career. We're both exercising leadership muscles that we've been building throughout our careers and no doubt learning each day as we take it moment by moment, day by day through this challenge. So Scott, thank you so much for joining us on Being at Work. I appreciate it, Andrea, and welcome, everybody. So, Scott, how do you describe this leadership challenge that we're in the midst of right now? Uh, I would probably in one word, fluid. It's an event like no other that has no real uh, definition around it other than the fact that we need to be responsive as leaders and uh, use, I'll use your terminology, the muscles that we've developed over time in order to create a, a strong, robust response for our society as well as our own organizations. Yeah, fluid is a good word because it is evolving every day and there's so much uncertainty around this challenge. As you've been talking with business leaders and looking at your own businesses, what are the th- some of the key things that you're seeing leaders do in the midst of this challenge? Um, I think the first thing um, I've seen is is really hunkering down um, and drawing a line that allows us to adequately decision uh, based upon our geography, where we're located, and what is, again, in the best interest of our employees, as well as then the connection to the company. Um, I had a conversation with a colleague yesterday, and we really discussed three principles uh, that I feel are very interconnected in how we've gone through this process, right? And the first is social responsibility. Um, and our responsibility as citizens of this world. Um, and then it's the responsibility to our individual employees to be concerned for their health and welfare, but also um, their financial well-being. And that takes us to the obligation to the company and ensuring that the decisions that we're making while connected to uh, the prior to allow us to be a going concern through this entire process, because without that, uh, we can't contribute to the first two. Tell us a little bit more about um, you specifically leading your businesses. What what attitude have you adopted? How are you showing up in the midst of this challenge? So first and foremost, it's being in front, um, ensuring that um, messaging is, is strong, robust, clear, and concise. Um, kind of looked at it when we started this process of, of learning from just past events and how we can um, effectively manage and mitigate what's in front of us. And I think, you know, looking at establishing a series of activities as leaders all throughout our career, 
um, where we're peering around the corner and trying to get the organization to exercise preparedness. So in that regard, um, one of the first things we did as a company was uh, to uh, step into a room as leadership teams, both us at HRD as well as my firm here at uh, KO, and really define what was in front of us, um, define the risk, uh, determine um, what impact those risks had in the stages um, that would create triggering events. Um, and we created documentation that we would then follow uh, based upon that. Um, you know, subtasks that exist, we're really mapping uh, critical high value functions to the organization that had high impact for the business, those that are moderate, that are necessary for the business uh, to be a going concern, but not um, a daily highly critical, and then the low uh, impact, which are nice to have. I've seen a lot of organizations, and I know we, we did this, you know, put out this different levels of activity, right? So interactions with each other, how we'll handle meetings and travel and visitors. And that really seemed to help help because it gave us clarity around where we are and gave us something to anticipate. H- have you seen that play out with other organizations? Yeah, I have. I think um, in conversations with other firms, I was on a um, virtual uh, happy hour last night with uh, some other business leaders. Um, and I think that's really, you know, just a sidebar has really changed the communication paradigm we all have. Um, but the conversation was, you know, around the daily cadence of looking at plans such as that and inserting yourself in that and saying, OK, where are we today? What transpired overnight? Um, that would affect us to, like in the case of, a case of HRD, you know, move from a level one to a level two to potentially a level three, which really would have significant impact on how people work and where they work. Well, and having, just having a plan provides so much comfort and reassurance, doesn't it? I know I've, I've talked to a lot of organizations who haven't put out a plan. They've just been um, doing a lot of communications with without a plan, it just feels like there's really something missing and lack of clarity for team members and leaders in the business. Without a doubt. And I think the plan gives you that, right? If you can share that with your team, then they see that you have a concerted um, document. You concerted a document that, that you are actively managing and decisioning off of. And I think that provides comfort, right? The minute there are mixed messages or confusion emanating from the top, then um, there's a high level of, of discomfort. Yeah. And as things come up, you can go back to the plan to ensure consistency and, and alignment with how we're, how we're interacting. You also talked about being out front. I, I think that's such an important message right now uh, for leaders. And I'm, I'm seeing so much on social media, you know, guidance and encouragement for leaders to lean into this opportunity. You know, challenge gives us an opportunity to lead. And I was talking with a colleague yesterday about um, if you look at leadership development over the last few years, there's been so much focus on being vulnerable. There's been so much focus on agile leadership. And, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, how helpful those two focus areas are right now for leaders. Like no one has the answers. So showing up with vulnerability around your own fear while also being agile and making decisions in the moment to best help employees and the organization move forward. 
through this. Absolutely. Um, You know, as leaders, we have our own subset of fears that we are contending with, whether it's uh, the ongoing nature of your organization uh, coming through this crisis or the safety of your employees. And you're not going to come to the table with all the answers. And so listening to the voices around you and then being able to, to recast that in an effective decision making process is really important. And in in the constant communication, you know, uh, you know, you you mentioned the virtual happy hour. It is. It's going to be so interesting through this. I mean, we're we're all exercising our technological muscles right now and using Zoom and Skype and Ring Central and Microsoft Teams and just in ways we haven't before, right? It's it's really forcing us to work more collaboratively virtually. It'll be interesting to see the long-term impact that has on business for certain. But it also, you know, it, it's interesting. We uh, we are also using Slack as a communication tool. And so the last few days, the every morning, there's been one of the team members has started a just, here are my top three today. Like, what are you all focused on? And and so then that's given us a, a thread to continually update throughout the day. And so there's almost, there's more communication right now. Are you, are you seeing that? And what, how's that playing out for you? Absolutely. So um, we, uh, we start the day uh, within our management group with a, a daily text just to each other to create social. I wanted to coin the phrase, start the day social. Um, so uh, we, begin with, hey, here's where I am, this is what I'm doing, because we are all in different spots at this point. And then we have a midday touch point that we use Zoom as as an example, to just take the day's activities and and create a summation and where are we, and that's where we take our our plan and and, uh, check in against the plan. And then there's there's an uh, end of the day text that goes out amongst the management team that just, um, here's here's what I experienced, and, um, and it's a, just a great way to keep us actively engaged. Um, we're starting the same process with our teams. Um, we went all total remote, uh, over 20 employees, and have multiple touch points now where each manager um, is responsible for uh, starting social with their teams. Start the day social. I love it. <laughs> Well, it, it uh, there's there certainly is some a lot of levity through this. I've seen some fun memes, and yesterday there was a post going around about um, bingo virtual conference call bingo. Yeah, I <laughs> so saw that. that every funny. time somebody says hello or can you guys do you guys hear me? Am I on mute? Who just joined? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Those funny dynamics we can all relate to. Let's turn it into a bingo game. Sure. I read an article they were talking about, you know, establishing the remote work environment. Um, and, you know, some companies are obviously much more adept and used to it uh, for cultures like ours where we're um, predominantly uh, activity-based and call center. It's a little more difficult. But one of the things they did is they enabled a, a, a a gif of uh, Robert Redford from Jeremiah Johnson a long time ago. And anytime somebody says something positive, that would shoot out and the head would nod, uh, a nod of approval. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So yes, levity, much needed right now. 
100%. Well, and the, the other thing, so not only are we all working from home, but we're also working from home and our kids are at home. So it's, it, that's also been an interesting dynamic, you know, the, the, uh, the empathy and compassion. And I've been on multiple calls where there've been kids on laps. There have been kids distracting and we all get that. So also just learning to, to lead through that. What are you hearing in that regard? Sure. So, you know, our, our business model as an example is a little different because um, we are a call center. We support um, various clients in handling customer interactions and a remote workforce is very challenging in that regard because of those types of events. Um, so we really had to go through a process of ourselves, um, one, ensuring that our employees had a um, home work environment that really minimized those types of interactions. Um, we established a, a high level of QC um, in monitoring to ensure that call qualities were strong, but also had to adopt a level of acceptance because I think everybody today would also understand if the dog was barking in the background or the, the child was in the, in the background. Um, we just have tried to minimize it as much as possible, but it happens. Um, you see it uh, even on, on news feeds where, um, you know, they're doing an interview with somebody remotely and <laughs> um, the child runs through the background or, or <laughs> the, the dog comes into the camera. So it happens. And I think, I think we're all out of mindset that, hey, right now, it, <laughs> nobody can be totally held accountable to that. Right. Well, but you know, but there's there's an interesting dynamic too of a more of a connection that comes. I was on a planning call last night and my daughter popped in and so I'm like, "Hey, meet meet Mason." And so now Mason gets to meet these people that I'm doing some potential work with and oh, you have a senior in high school? Yes. And so we talked about the challenges that she's facing right now because of her disruption with her senior year and I don't know. I mean, I, I'm such an eternal optimist, but I'm definitely seeing like the bright side of connection in this and this feeling of we're all in this together. So I, I'd be curious to get your perspective on this, Scott, also, just that there's no one that's immune to this, you know, even globally, right? There's not, there's not a region, there's not a country, there's not an area, there's not a race, there's not a demographic that, that isn't leading through this challenge right now. So the, that, that for me, this creates this, we're in this together. Like you've, you know, you've gone to the grocery store over the last week and it's a very different experience, right? Very long lines. And the conversations I'm having with people, it's like, we're, we're all suddenly friends because we're all trying to give the toilet paper. We're all facing the same challenge. Like, are you, are you seeing that play out and in what way? Yeah, absolutely. So a uh, very similar experience, right? Just personally and socially, uh, when you are in those situations, you have that common connection. And there's a reason to uh, coalesce around that. Um, and from a business perspective, I think the same exists, right? Um, we're, we're all striving to, one, be responsible to our organizations, but also leaning into this process. And uh, by proxy, what that means is still honoring the obligations of the communication and the media and finding uh, the different formats for it. You mentioned Zoom or, or RingCentral or just the other uh, abilities. And I think people are finding solace in that because of that, right? Um, and um, we, we want that sense of, sense of normalcy and that, that common connection because of 
because of this event, it has drawn us together to see that and keep people responsive to, to those types of communications and those obligations. So good. Well, going back to the fluidity that you started with, let's talk more specifically about how that plays out in our in our businesses. So we you over the last few minutes, you and I have talked about leadership and how you're showing up, being out front, constantly communicating, having a plan. What about the way in which we're working as a business? How we're serving clients? You know, I'm um I'm obviously talking a lot with our team at HRD about uh, serving clients virtually. We do a lot of that anyways, but where we were having in-person meetings, you know, shifting all of that virtually or in-person trainings, shifting the learning virtually. And it's also with service lines. Even some of our service lines will potentially shift through this. So what are, what are you seeing in that regard? Right. We, you know, touched on it briefly. We ended up w- working remotely with a big section segment of our workforce um, communicating with our clients a lot, of, you know, getting their visibility to how we were doing it um, and how we were actively managing it. Um, established um, a degree of communication that for, actually forced one of my clients to go through a very similar similar path. So the resource sharing there was 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 really important. We do have a big segment of our um, business model though that is reliant on client process and client procedures, um, the staffing teams, uh, the project staffing teams that we have out on workforce, um, and they are embedded in client environments, and it's across the board on how they're managing and working that. Um, so it, 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 we're, we've been varied in our response and how we can manage it. We have an obligation um, to our project employees that are out, though, to communicate to them uh, that if they're Safety, they feel their safety is being jeopardized. They have every right to remove themselves from that, that environment. And we've communicated this with our clients with the expectation that it won't be, uh, they won't be held accountable to that. Um, so it, it's changed that type of, of dialogue and communication with the clients, but in a very positive way, I think. Um, and then on the reverse side, one of the things that we're doing is really trying to lean into this process and understand, you know, what can come out of it. How can we improve what other opportunities, which I think we started to touch on, exist from a service level perspective? Um, you know, we are a workforce management company. We tend to be responsive to crisis in businesses, whether it's just um, business events, growth, things of that nature, where our team can come in and really help organize. So this is a really good case model for us um, from a response perspective. Uh, to help scale up and down for organizations and trying to figure out how we can insert ourselves within this to be a reliable partner is is a big part of what we're really framing right now. Yeah, that's smart. And that's part of being fluid, isn't it? I think, yes. yeah, that's, I think that all organizations right now are just have to evaluate um, all the things you said. I, I'm also hearing a lot about like reallocating labor where it makes the most sense for organizations. Yeah, 100, likewise, 100%. Um, you know, I think it kind of goes back to our paradigm of what was of high impact versus low impact and how can you, uh, you know, push activities to uh, different employee bases or whatever based upon the criticality of what has to be done. Oh, goodness. Well, so what, 
What is the single biggest piece of advice that you would give leaders right now? I think it was a phrase I used just a moment ago, which is really lean into this process, be in front of it. Um, use this opportunity to plan, reset strategy, um, and guide and lead, right? So by doing that, if people see you actively working, actively engaged, um, it's going to calm the troops. Um, it will keep them engaged and active, but also find the opportunity with your team to really help reset um, in, you know, projects that, you uh, you may have put on the back burner. This is an absolutely fantastic time to really get yourself prepared. So when the dust settles, to be able to go to market with a new program, um, you know, things of that nature. So um, don't don't let the activity level ebb. Keep it keep active, and I think that will keep everybody engaged. Yeah, the the phrase I've been using over and over is the control the controllables. There's so much right now that's outside of our control. Yes. <laughs> and yet and yet in any situation, in any moment, you know, I always get to get to control how I show up, what I say and how I say it. So for me, there's a huge call for intentional leadership right now. This is not a time to react. This is a time to respond very purposefully and thoughtfully. And I think it's a time to slow down because that's going to help us to respond and show up in a way that that feels good. I, um, Scott, you know that the leadership challenge is work that we do a lot of. And the, the first practice of exemplary leadership is modeling the way. And so I've, I've really been thinking about like, what way do I want to model through this process? You know, because there, there, we will get through this. I have no doubt. My faith my face holds holds me firm to that that we will get through this, and so how you know I, I want to be able to look back and say like did I did I model the way did I show up in a way that represents my values and who I want to be as a leader? That's a that's an empowering question that leaders can ask themselves. Absolutely, I think it becomes a very introspective process in that regard. Um, as as leaders. Um, you want to be able to look in the mirror and say that you held true to to those values that you hold. So, um, and then you do a wonderful job of that, Andrea. So, well, one one thing that our partnership represents is that you know we we have gone through this together, right? We've had lots of conversations. We've taken a step back, and and I I, I think any leader like trying to do this on his or her own, like you just leverage the people and the support and the resources around you, right? There's so much out there right now. And there's great insight in other leaders that are also going through this, just learning from each other. And because no one has the answers. <laughs> We're all figuring this out as we go. You know, part of my part of my get social has been to reach out to my peer group, right? Understand what they're doing, how are they feeling, and it's a great way to reconnect. Yes, this is not a time. This is not a time for isolation, for sure. If anything, more more connection right now. Great. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your insight, and I, I'm so grateful for your coaching and your feedback and your partnership along the way. It is so mutual, Andrea. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.